Welcome to the Parkway Life Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I um, want to talk to you. I have a very, very strong message that I want to speak into your life today, a very important message. Um, I want you to take some notes, if you would, because this message, I hope to for it to live on in your life, hope it to live on and really speak to you. You're going to need this message. If not today, you're going to need it somewhere in your life. I promise you. I promise you. We're uh, starting a new series today, and it's called Gauges. Gauges. And so gauges give us a lot of direction in our life, and without them, we really wouldn't know um, certain things in our life. For instance, your blood pressure. You get your blood pressure checked, you need a gauge. Um, I, I grew up, my dad raised me squirrel hunting. And so, and so he would give me a, a compass or a little gauge to help me get out of the woods and find my way home. And so what, whatever, whatever thing you have used, um, you know that, Every day, every day you drive, every day you drive, you, you have gauges all over your dash to tell you whether you've got gas in your car or not. You look at those gauges and judge what you need to do based off of those gauges. But I want to tell you, there, there are not only gauges on the dash of your car, but there are gauges that you must have on the dash of your life. And I want to talk about those and really, really set those home in your life today. In fact, you have three gauges that you need in your life. Number one is your emotional gauge. You need an emotional gauge in your life. Number two, you need a physical gauge in your life. And number three, you need a spiritual gauge in your life. And those are in no particular order, just the way I'm set it. So uh, but you need you need three three gauges in your life: a physical, emotional, and a spiritual gauge, and listen to this closely. If any of these are lacking, and so they're, you know, your gauge is down in any of these. You may be good in two of them, but one, your gauge is down. I'm going to tell you, you're going to feel like there is something lacking in your life. So, so you may be doing really good in this gauge, really good in this gauge, but this gauge, you're down you're going to feel yourself, something's missing. I, I don't know what it is. Something's missing. I, I don't know what it is. I, I can't put a finger on it, but something wrong. And, 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 and if we don't recognize that we have three gauges in our life, maybe you've only put two, and you don't recognize that there is a third gauge in your life, what you would do is when you feel that something's lacking a little bit, sometimes you, you'll misdiagnose yourself. You'll misdiagnose yourself in the process of trying to get healing and restoration. You'll misjudge yourself and, and maybe try to get help in an area that, that, that's not really where the issue is. And so all the gauges are linked. They're linked to, to one body. And so they all are, have their space. They have their place. And they're very, very important. And so, again, you can be doing great in the physical gauge. You can be doing great in your 
let's say, spiritual gauge, but your emotional gauge is down. And with this gauge down, all of a sudden, they, watch this now, though these gauges are good, the emotional gauge starts pulling on the other ones. So I never, I didn't get my emotional gauge right, my mental health situation right, and all of a sudden, what wasn't a spiritual issue, what wasn't a physical issue, begins to pull. I've seen people get sick physically because their emotional mental health is so out of, their gauge is so depleted that it begins to hurt them physically. Does that make sense to anybody? And so they, they, they work together in tandem, but yet you need to diagnose each one and what's going on in each one. I, uh, this message was born, and today I'm, by the way, today I'm talking about emotional gauge. That's the one I'm zeroing in on. Three weeks, each one I'm going to focus on a different one, but today is emotional gauge. Let me tell you where this message was born for me. I was in Atlanta, Georgia, preaching at a church um, a number of years ago, about 13, 14 years ago. And uh, it was a larger church, and the, uh, I had preached the night before, and the next day, the pastor took me to eat at a restaurant. And it was the first time I'd gotten to spend time with him during this, my, my stay there, and he took me out to eat, and he sat down with me. He was a mentor-type person in my life, just an incredible man. And I sat down to eat with him, and he, uh, he looked at me right off, and he says, uh, Pastor Nathan, he said, uh, I'm not on top of my game today. I said, all right, man, what's going on? I'm not used to hearing that, you know? He said, man, I'm, I'm just struggling. I said, what's, what's going on, man? What are you, what are you, what, what's going on in your life? He said, my dog died. My dog died. I wasn't ready for that one, man. I was like, I mean, I was ready to, you know, take the land with him. And he said, his dog died. But I'm a dog lover, so I can understand that. I've, I've, I've cried over dogs and will do again in life, but I just, I'm a dog lover. I'm a weak man, but I'm a dog lover, huh? Y'all are going, man, he should like cats. No, you need Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Stephanie. So, uh, so, so listen, but he said, my dog died. My dog died. And I said, all right. He said, but that's not all. He said, I lost two men. I buried two men in my church this week. He said, I didn't spend every day with them, but he said, they were men that were with me since the beginning of this church, and they were elderly. It wasn't a tragedy. We knew it was coming, but I, I buried two men this week. And he said, man, I just can't really put a finger on it, but I'm just, I'm just kind of struggling, just kind of struggling emotionally. Then he made a statement. He said, early on in my life, I felt like I only needed two gauges in my life, a spiritual and a physical gauge in my life. But the older I get, I realize that I have to have a third gauge in my life, and that is an emotional gauge. See, I was, I was raised in and around, I've been in and around spirit-filled churches all of my life, was raised in all of that and love it. And due to that, due to that, my generation, the generation before me, the boomer generation that was before me, the forefathers before them 
didn't tell them that they needed an emotional gauge. In fact, they only taught two gauges, physical gauge and spiritual gauge. So everything was always a spiritual problem. And what happened is, is we spent time sometimes trying to get the spiritual gauge right, and the pastor himself would leave out emotionally still drained. And so we never felt like we could get. So this pastor's word to me that day, Daryl John's word to me that day, spoke so strong into my life because I realized if this man needs a third gauge, I got to have a third gauge, and I'd never heard that before. And so out of that, this series is born that I'm about to share with you. And that is we need three gauges on the dash of our life, emotional, physical, and a spiritual gauge in our life. And you, you know what I'm talking about. It's that moment where you just have life going on. And I, <laughs> this, sermon, this series is so like time pertinent for this generation that we're in this time, the season of our life, because we, we are in the middle of a pandemic. We are in the middle of upheaval in our world, of the, you know, Facebook, everything is blowing up with all of the stuff in our life, in our world, people getting sick around us, people rioting, people all all this stuff like that, and you go, well, man, it hasn't even touched my life. Watch this. It hasn't even maybe touched my life, but still, I don't know why. I just feel like something's lacking. Something, I mean, it, it doesn't take much more than a, it start raining one day, and it just becomes the tipping point that you're like, <laughs> what's wrong? I, 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 I don't know. I can't put a finger on it. I just... I don't understand, but I'm, I could be honest with you, I could just cry, just cry. I, I, well, why are you crying? Well, I don't even know why. My dog didn't die. I didn't bury anyone, you know what I mean? What, do you have COVID? No, no, but what's going on? I don't know, I just can't put my finger on it. And the deal is, you're not struggling spiritually. This is not a sin issue. This is maybe not a physical issue, but your emotional gauge is pegging out on the empty side, and it's creating struggle in your life. Am I talking to anybody today? Oh, y'all, y'all ain't ready. I got a word for you today. I got a word for you today. And so the sky, you think the sky is falling. You, you can't put a finger on it, but you just feel bad about life and you really want to get in a corner and cry. But man, I can't get in a corner and cry because I don't want to do that. I don't want everybody to see me break down. I don't want to see everybody. Start. And then all of a sudden, here comes Sunday and like comes marching. Here comes Sunday marching towards us and you're like, oh no, I, I, I got to go to church. And then something inside of you says, but you love church, and you say, yeah, I know I love church, but I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to see any people. Well, why don't you want to see any people? I don't know. And there is something about when our emotional gauge is down, it's the craziest thing, that it causes us to want to isolate ourselves and be away from others. And the thing that sometimes we need is we need others. We'll talk about that later. And And... But it kind of forces, and the devil is up in your, watch this, and the devil is up in your ear going, 
Well, I knew you didn't want to go to church, you sinner. You slob. You no good for nothing. You know, I mean, that's, that's the way the devil talks. I don't know if y'all know that. With that voice. Or, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but he's, he'll play all kind of cards. You'll think he's a, a preacher up in your life. Hell, I knew you didn't want to go to church. He don't really want you to go to church, but he's just trying to make you feel like a slob of the feelings you're feeling. And what you have to do is you have to win against the enemy. Amen? And as and, and soon as you locate that this is not a spiritual issue, this is not a physical issue, but I'm in an emotional struggle right now. This is not, devil, you won't have no stinking thing to do with this. I'm going through an emotional struggle right now, and I'm going to lean into the grace of God. The same God who built me with all of my feelings and all of my emotions is the same God that can heal me in all of my feelings and my emotions. And so, man, I'm just emotionally drain and all of my gauges are down. So are you empty in your emotional gauge? Are you half full? Are you completely full? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I can't be mentally, mentally or emotionally drained. I'm a, I'm a spirit-filled Christian. I'm I got it all, man, I got it together. I got it going on. There is no way that I can be emotional. And so so I, I put all of these protectors up to try to guard my emotions so that other people can't see my emotions because I hide behind, I hide behind my spiritual gauge. So no one really knows I've got an emotional struggle. So I hide behind my spiritual guy. I hear, I hear this sometimes that I'll see people kind of in a moment, and I know what's going on in the world, but they play like I'm super spiritual. My God, I'm so spiritual. I'm, I'm on. When you're spiritual, you don't have to tell everybody. So, so you know, and so I'm, I'm noticing something's going on. What are you buffing? What are, what's, what's out there? What's going on in your life? You don't have to tell everybody how spiritual you are, but if, if, if you if your emotional gauge or something's broken down on the, on the backside of it, we begin to hide behind spiritual thing or, or we may hide behind our physical gauge. We may, well, man, I'm, I'm a bad stare of a being. I mean, look, 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 you know, I, I'm doing all these pictures and, you know, huh? And I'm going, man, eh, bro, I see you got muscles. I, I know your shirts are tighter and you're getting smaller shirts, but listen. Listen, listen, hear me, hear me, hear me. We know you got muscles. Well, I appreciate it, but what's going on inside that you think you got to do all of that? Now, I don't mean take care of your body physically. We're going to have a physical gauge week. I don't mean talking. I don't mean being in top shape. That's not what I'm talking about. But when that becomes the thing that you hide behind, what happens is what's really broken inside of you never gets fixed. Never gets fixed. And, I, and so, even if it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not, you're going to have moments when you're emotionally, you just feel broke. You just feel broke. Women, women go through this once a month. I'm serious. Once a month, 
a, a woman, her gauge, her emotional gauge is just depleted. And she goes through this moment where she begins to cry and she don't know why she's crying. And there's something that feels, is she still spiritual? Absolutely. Is she still on fire for God? Absolutely. But in that moment, your emotions will trick you to think that you're not where you need to be in God. Is this making sense to anybody? And in that, I often tell a lady when she is expecting a baby, uh, if it's her first child and she's in the church and sometimes we'll have people on our dream team that, you know, that are serving in that time. And I'll say, listen, I'm going to tell you, you're about to have a child, so I need to explain something to you. For the next three to six months, you are gonna, you're not going to feel like you're very spiritual. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll be back on my post of duty next week. I'll, I'll, you know, I got, I'll put my kid out there. And I'm going, just listen to it. We really wish you would just take a moment and breathe, have a seal in your life, just, just, just sit down and breathe for just a minute, just a minute. You'll be back again. Everything will be all right again. But we want to make sure you take care of this emotional gauge. But women every month, when they hit that moment every month, they're expected to keep going. They can't break. They got to move forward. There's no, they can't have a, they can't have any crack in the shell. And so we kind of learn that. We learn that in church. We learn that in the world, wherever it may be. And we learn to, to put up all the shields. But I want to tell you this. It's not a lack of spirituality. Your emotional gauge is empty and you just need some space. You need some time. You need some things to help refuel you during that moment. You're still where you need to be in God. Your physical body is trying to recuperate. Your hormones are all over the place. That doesn't make you bad. That just makes you normal. It's the way God made you. But you have to get healing during this time. I've watched women go through this season right here. And after having children and whatever, I've seen some get hit so hard by depression after they have a child because their emotional gauges are so down and they charge right back into life and what just simply was an emotional thing for them and their emotions bleeded into a, a, a physical gauge and eventually took over and took, wiped them out spiritually. It didn't start off to be a spiritual problem, but because they didn't give themselves time to heal and these other gauges, it became an issue that later on affected them. It doesn't have to be that way, church. At this church, Parkway Life Church, we put a third gauge on the dash, and that is your emotional gauge. That's why we say in all of our dream team stuff, if you ever hit a moment where serving at this church becomes work, you have probably have a, a delete, uh, your, your, your emotional gauge has been uh, been, been back down a little bit. You're a little empty. We need you at that moment not to step down. I mean, we need you to step down for a little bit, not because you're in trouble, not because you're not spiritual, not because you're not a good. We just are more interested in your soul that we want you to step to the side, get healing so you can be all that you need to be for the entirety of your life and what God has for you. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the house today? Now, this is where men come in. Men 
often feel these feelings when the pressures of their work are mounting or when they have health issues that they're not what they used to be. They, they used to be strong and robust, but something happened in the health and all of a sudden, or I've seen this too in men, I've seen the women also, but they lose a job. And, it, and, they, and, and a lot of times when we lose a job, it, we're, our, our, our identity is so tied to our jobs that, man, we're just, boom, we're down feeling and, and those, that emotional gauge is down. We just walk through and see, what's wrong? I don't know. I don't know, I can't put my finger on it. I just, I feel like something's not right. And, and in those moments that maybe it's a financial problem or a family problem or a kid problem or a parent problem, whatever it means, and they turn inward and, and they begin to meditate on their hurts. The hurts become like, become like a big sore and, and, and that sore that's there, nobody can see it, but all of a sudden, you just walk by them and just, just a little something pricks that sore and all of a sudden out of that comes this, this anger, this bitterness, this revenge and this fear. And even as a man, when it starts coming out of it, you're like, I, I, I didn't know that. Where did that come from? That's not me. No, it's not you. That's not who, you, that's not what you think. But your gauges are down. Your gauge is down and you need to just stop and all the feelings that God made out of you, you just need to stop and let God, let God do a work for you in the world of your emotional and mental health. Folks, I'm gonna tell you, you don't hear this kind of preaching everywhere. You, you, people need to hear this in our world. See, this kind of preaching, some people say not even spiritual preaching. Pastor, preacher, we wanna, we wanna be super spiritual and... I just need us to be well. We need to be whole. And so right now, we've got COVID going on and pandemics, all, all this stuff going on. And I don't know what it is. I just kind of feel, ugh, ugh. Don't know what it is. It's just your emotional gauge. And what's unique is almost all of us are feeling it. Can we just be that honest? Just... Just can't put a finger on it. But just a little prick of that sore on Facebook, and it's like, watch out, here I come. What, what? What? It's just, it's just, it's not you. Step back. God wants to heal you right there in that spot. Philippians chapter 4 is called the letter of joy. Letter of joy. And Paul is writing this letter of joy in Philippians 4 from a prison cell. Now, you've got to understand this. Not from a mansion, not from a cruise ship. He's, he's, fighting, he's writing this, this letter from a prison. And with the knowledge that there's a strong possibility that he doesn't know if he's going to have his head on his body tomorrow. Are you with me? He don't know if his head's going to be in tomorrow. And then... And then to take it up a notch, the Christians in Philippi, this is the Philippian church, they are in a major, major issues going on within that area. Listen to this closely and see if it might apply to you. They are a minority in an anti-Christian city. 
Romans were suspicious of the Christians and the religious Jewish leaders were antagonistic towards the Christians. And the church was absolutely emotionally zapped of their emotional, in their emotional gauge. The church is zapped. And Paul stops. He's in prison. He's feeling that zapped feeling. He knows the church is feeling that from the persecution that's around them. And he stops and he tells the church to rejoice. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Now, what he is not saying He's not saying for you to go and rejoice in your circumstance. So I used to think this scripture meant that. And so bad things would happen in my life and I would stand at the edge of the bad thing and I'd throw my hands up and try to rejoice. So God, I don't know why you brought this in, but I, I, I rejoice over this bad thing. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody looking at me going, he a little cuckoo. I'm not having to rejoice in my, over my circumstance. I have to, I, God gives me the ability to rejoice in him. Rejoice in the, what? Lord always and again. I got to tell the church again in this. Again, you need to hear me. Rejoice. Rejoice in what? Rejoice in the Lord, not about the bad thing, not about the COVID, not about this, not about that. Rejoice in the Lord. In other words, this is the deal. In the middle of my circumstance, in the middle of my gauge being down, in the middle of my struggle and my emotions, he's saying, this is what I want you to do. I want you to make sure that you understand that I am the Lord in the situation and put me in charge of handling what I can handle. And when you do that, you're going to feel the emotion, the feeling of joy start coming back up in your life. And so emotional health is not a denial of injustice or losing our loss in our life. We're not saying we don't have struggle. That's not the deal. Emotional health is making sure God is on the throne and directing your life. And I think sometimes it's very easy for us in the moments when we have difficult circumstances going in anything of our life that we, we begin to try to step up and take control of it. Now, maybe you're not like me, but I have a feeling you probably are built a little bit like me in that as a leader, I know this, that I, 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 get, I get plates spinning. I get plates spinning. And I, I'll get a plate spinning over here, and, and I'll be trying to hold that, and I'll set that down, and I'll come over here and, and spin this plate and, and do this. And, and early on in my ministry, and especially pastoring, I, I've been pastoring or been in the ministry since I was 18 years of age, and, and I went through seasons like spinning that plate and spinning that plate. And I felt like I had to be all things to all men and all the time. If someone needed lifting, I needed to lift them. And if I didn't, I was a failure. And if someone was a manic and needed to be brought down, I'm supposed to help in that. And somebody needs buried, I need to help them in that. And somebody needs a wedding, I need to help them in that. And somebody needs a, a word, I need to help them in that. And somebody needs to pray for them, and I'm helping them in that. And, and I'm sending the prayer sign on the little emoji. And I'm, I, I mean, I'm, hey, 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 hey. 
and I'm keeping the spirit. And then all of a sudden, somewhere in the process, my emotional gauge starts struggling because I'm doing all the work. You know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to control all the plates. And God told me a number of years ago in ministry, stop. Stop. Because all my life I'd heard that I was the shepherd of the church. There's our shepherd. There's our shepherd. And so shepherd's going off to that one. He's on the edge of the cliff and he's falling off. And if he does fall off, bless God, it's my fault. So I gotta go get that sheep. I gotta go get that sheep and pull him back. And I've got to make and in the meantime, I got 99 over here. I'm going, would y'all quit fighting? Okay, here we go. You know. Pastors, weary, struggling, broken. There's somebody online right now. I believe a pastor needs to hear what I'm saying in the name of Jesus. Stop. And this is what the Lord told me a number of years ago that saved me in my emotional gauge. You ready? He said, Nathan Keating, you are not the shepherd. You are the under shepherd. I am the shepherd. It is God and God alone that can save the sheep from falling off the cliff. It's God and God alone that can make sure everything's going right in the church. I don't have that ability. But I want to say this to somebody online. Some ministers desperately need to hear what I'm saying right now. And I speak bigger than these four walls. You cannot do it all on your own. You cannot do it. This year in America, 8,000 churches will close. And the reason why ministers are burnt out, I'm sorry, I just feel this in the Holy Ghost. Ministers are burnt out trying to spend all of the things and they're trying to do all the work. You're not the shepherd. If I die tomorrow, they'll find a new under shepherd and the church will be greater in the next day. But I'm just telling you, I am not the shepherd. He is the shepherd. He is the shepherd. And I'm saying all that to say this. Well, pastor, you're just preaching to yourself and minister. No, I'm preaching to you too. I'm preaching to you because you can't keep all the, the plates spinning and everything in business and everything in your family and everything in this. And one of the, sometimes the thing that draws us down in our emotions so strong is our ability to want to control everything. Come on now. We want to control others' perception of you. So I got to make sure I get the perfectly picture on Facebook. But you see his perception of me. We're not hurting. We're perfect. We're great. We're fighting like cats and dogs, but I'm going to show you that one picture of on a, on a date. I see it all the time. You know why? We cover the emotional deal. And so, and so God is saying, just let me be in control. Let me be, me be in control of this marriage. You're controlling the definition of success. You're controlling the amount of hardship and uncertainty in your life. Man, I got to control this. And if it gets out a little bit out of whack, oh, I know what it is. I must not be spiritual enough. I must not be spiritual. No, 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 no. Just let it go. Give it to God. You've tried to even control your own destiny to every step. Just stop. It'll wear you out. It will wear you out. And the illusion of such control starts falling apart as you start approaching troubling times and trying times and it starts crashing around your feet and the plates start falling off. Who sits at the throne of your heart? Do you sit there and try to rule it your life on your own or does God sit there and rule your life? Is he, is he the shepherd? 
I'll be honest with you, if you rule your own life, I'm going to sit down next to you and just cry with you because there's going to be so much worry and anxiety. But if God sits there and rules your life, then I can promise you by the authority of God invested in me in the name of Jesus, the Bible says that, that you're, you're going you're to make it. You don't have a thing to worry about. God's got this. And my God is a God that loves the details. Some, someone has said that our limits are defined by the size of our God. So, so, I am, so I am my own God. My capability is sure to be small if I'm my own God. And what I can handle is sure to be limited. Worry, anxiety will follow my every step. But when the God who can do the impossible is in charge of my life, my capability is unlimited. My load that I can handle, I can do more because God's saying, what you can't handle, I'm gonna help you handle so you can be healed in your emotions. I got this. I'm gonna give you daily bread, just enough for that day to get you through and help you in your emotions. Emotional health comes from a relationship that I lean into Christ and make sure he's Lord over all the things that I've been trying to control. Let me summarize this morning's message with this contrasting statement here that I, I want on the screen for you, and it says this, no God, no emotional health. But if you look here, but if you know God, you're going to know emotional health. Does that make sense? So let's talk for a few minutes. I don't like to talk about a problem until we talk about how to fix it. You know, that's a, a big thing here for us at Parkway. We don't want to just say, oh, man, we want to give you some help. So here we go. You ready? You got a pen, got a snapshot of a pen or, or a phone or something that you can take some pictures of this. You ready? Here we go. Number one, how to recharge my soul emotionally, how to recharge my life and my emotional gauge. Number one, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Meditate on the scripture. Meditate on the scripture. Get the scripture up in your life and think on it and meditate on it. Jesus said, look at this, man shall not live by what? That's not going to be enough. Not going to be enough for you. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, get up in the word of God and meditate on it. All right? I can't flesh all of these out. You got to catch it and run with it. All right? Number two, pray. But pray with real trust. Not just praying, God, I got this thing. I feel this but pray with trust. In other words, I'm, when I trust, I'm handing it off. And I'm saying, God, I don't even know how to fix this, but here, I don't even know how to fix this. But you're my great shepherd. I lean into you. I hand over trust. Get, number three is get under the spout of the Spirit. Get under the spout of the Spirit. Let the Spirit wash over your life. Look at the scripture, Ephesians 3, 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power. How? 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 Through his, somebody say spirit. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit. Where at? In your inner being. In the inner, in your emotional side of you. I'm going to do it through the spirit. There's times that I walk in this church, I got stuff on me as a pastor and I'm not trying to You've got your th same things too, so whatever you But I find me a spot. I find me a place. For me, I walk in here during the day, and everybody's cleared out. No one's in the room. No fanfare. And I say, all right, God, i got to have a God moment. And the power of God starts sweeping over me, and I feel the glory and the spout of His Spirit washing over my soul. 
If you don't know what that is, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you in the name of the Lord to find you a place to get under the spout. I know you feel like isolating. It doesn't hurt every once in a while to isolate yourself in His presence. And let him wash and begin to speak into you. I can't tell you how many times he's filled my soul up as I go begin to speak in a heavenly language in his presence. And he began to pray through me in the spirit. And heal me. Not because, I don't need to do that right there because I, I'm a sinner or I got sin in my life. No, no, that's not the issue right here. I just need a filling up. I need to be filled up. Number four, minister and bless others in a Christian community. What do I mean? Stay faithful to the house of God. Stay faithful to a life group. Connect yourself to somebody around you that you can talk with, that you can commune with, have community with. It is a fact that studies show that being active in a Christian community is incredibly good for your mental health and emotional health. Listen to this scripture. It says this, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. He's saying, listen, in the last days you are going to need encouragement from your brother. You're going to need encouragement from your sister. When you're down, I'm begging you, don't quit. Don't stay at home. Don't give up. Come back to the presence of God. Come back to the house of God. Let God fill your tank. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Next is I want you to, number five, seek advice. Seek advice from godly experts and mentors and, and just climb up on their shoulders. You need them. You need them. Listen, listen to this verse. It's an incredible verse. It says this. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Get Get up on their shoulders and when you're feeling that and just lean into them. My wife and I so believe in this that a few years ago, we kind of put our life on pause for a little bit and let my wife go back to school, got her master's degree as a licensed marriage and family counselor and because we were seeing a gap being missed. We were meeting spiritual needs and we're trying to coach people in physical needs, but their emotional needs were struggling. We, we want to be a team that helps people. And so my wife and I also counsel, love people. But I'm not saying you, you, we're the only ones to run to. That's not what I'm saying. Find you a godly mentor. Find you someone that you can lean into and say, bro, I'm hurting today. Tears are, I'm, these tears are dropping, are emotional. And I don't want to let this go undetected. I want to I be healed. I, wanna, I want the Lord to strengthen me and bring my gauges back up. The next thing is just take time to rest. Take time to rest. If God, you know, God can take anything and make good out of it. If there's anything that for some of us during this COVID, maybe some of you have just stopped some things that you used to be doing. I told my wife the other day, I said, well, baby, there's one thing about it. We're saving some money right now. <laughs> I'm not going out to eat as much. I'm not going as many trips there, whatever, doing that. I can't do nothing. Just stop. Rest. It's okay. Stop and rest. Stop. Jesus fed 5,000 people, was busy in ministry, 5,000 people doing all those. And then he stopped and said, whoa, this is, this is the Lord talking. You think he's good spiritually? Yeah. 
Physically, yeah, he is. But he did all of that in ministry. He stopped and said, see that boat out there? I need that boat over here. Take me away out into the waters. I got I to gotta rest. I got to rest. I just got to rest. About a month ago, I'm going to talk about me just a second. About a month ago, my grandmother passed away, my grandma Brazel, who was raised around me all my life, very close to my grandparents. My grandmother passed away about a month ago. Just a little snapshot, in the last, the last two weeks, I've been at five funerals. Five funerals. I was at two yesterday. Five funerals. My brother, personally, right now, is fighting COVID. 103 degree fever yesterday. Ninth or tenth day. Emotionally. Mm, pulling on me. Pulling on me. Had a wedding last night. Thank God for a wedding. I didn't want to bury anybody else. So Friday, Friday, shut the lights down. Phone, if you called me Friday and didn't get me, there's a reason. A few years ago, the Lord blessed my wife and I with a pontoon boat. And we go out on the pontoon. Friday, went to Rayburn, launched that boat, set out in that boat. Me and my girlfriend, Adina, that's my wife, by the way took off in that boat found us a cove parked that boat threw out the anchor ate a picnic lunch it was awesome you saying why you didn't invite it weren't invited I needed a break and I rested we stayed out there so long we had to eat sandwiches for supper. But we breathe. What'd you do? Did you fish? No, I didn't. I know some of you do. And I do sometimes. But I just needed to breathe. Just needed to breathe. You know why? I know I have emotional gauge. And I wasn't at that place, but I wasn't going to let myself get to that place. And so I went out there to recharge now maybe you don't have a pontoon but not something to breathe whatever that moment is maybe it's working in a garden maybe it's pastor that's not very spiritual it's real spiritual because the emotional gauge breaks I've seen people let their emotional gauge break and then I can't find them at church and they start blaming God, start blaming the church. It really wasn't that at all. You just let some things get out of control emotionally. Don't be so strong as a Christian to think that you don't have moments where you just need to stop and have, the Bible calls them selahs. Selah. Psalmist David would write a song and then say, selah, like, boy, that was a good song. I had to rest. Sunday afternoons, I go home, I preach twice, I'm weary and tired, my endorphins are down, so all of my is out, 
I'm going to let y'all in on something. I've never told, I don't know if I've ever told anybody this in a church setting. And, but every minister will tell you this. Preach two sermons, go home. Man, my, my endorphins are like, you know, during this preaching thing, it's like you're, you're, I mean, you're, your mind's clicking and everything. And then I get home. It's like getting finished with a big race. And I'll take a nap. And when I wake up from that nap, my endorphins are still trying to get all straight. And I will feel a heaviness sometime during that time. Pastor, you don't, you went cray cray. No, I'm not even crazy. There's an emotional gauge there. And I'll stop. And during that time, sometimes I'll pick up the phone and call my brother or me and my wife over there. And I've known some things. When I go to lay down during that moment, I always lay down in a, in a room full of light. So when I wake up after that nap, there's light in the room. So I don't feel that heaviness. Pastor, what are you doing? Making sure, making sure that gauge is taken care of. Making sure it's important to me. Very important to me. Because i got to be well for this next week in ministry. And the week after that. And the week after that. And I've got to be whole. got to be healthy. And I've got to take care of that emotional gauge. And in this church, we don't deny the emotional gauge. We don't stand and just shout all the time and say everything's spiritual. And we don't just work out all the time and say everything's physical. There's an emotional gauge. It's one of the reasons we do freedom in this church. We know there's, there's an emotional gauge. That God, God can do all of the work in you spiritually. And I'm going to talk about the spiritual gauge and the physical gauge another week. But he wants to heal you in your emotional gauge also. Did, you, did this speak to you today? Man, I hope it talked to somebody. hope it talked to somebody. I had a man come up after the first service today and say, Pastor, you set some people free today. Anxiety, worry, depression. God can do a work. He can do a work. Take time to rest. I want you to stand with me just a second. One more seventh thing that I want to give you is making sure that you thank God. When your emotional gauge is down, just thank God for all the past He's done for you. Because what time? sometimes when we're in our dark points, emotional part, points, we forget all of the good things that God's done for us. Is that right? Just stop. Bible says count your blessings, name them one by one. Just, just count them and start logging in and thank Him for it. Write them down. Watch your soul start being lifted up. Watch your gauges start going back up. I preach to you in my heart today, but I'm not through. I'm not through. What I'm about to do, I want the Lord to do the work. And so I'm going to ask you to do something in the room. We're not going to do anything crazy to you, but I want the Lord to do a work in you right now. I want you to just bow your head with me. Would you, would you just bow your head? This is what I want you to do. This is a little journey I'm going to take you on. Just bow your head. Close your eyes, please. I want you to, in your mind, I want you, in your mind, to just make a list of your emotional hurts, your greatest emotional hurts, your greatest emotional hurts. I don't know what they are for you. Everybody has a hurt. Everybody has a wound. What is that for you? Maybe you'll make a list. And the top of the list, I want you to put the greatest hurt, the biggest hurt, the very top, very top. 
Maybe it was a divorce. Maybe it was the pain of something your children did or your parent. Or I mean, it could be a vast amount of things. Your greatest hurt at the very top. Your biggest hurt. Now I want you to do something. With that big old hurt glaring at you in your eye, we're going to ask God heal us and cleanse us of the attitudes that have surfaced because of that hurt because around that hurt attitudes are born in our life anger lust resentment revenge bitterness unforgiveness hate things surface to try to protect our heart from more hurt so what, what is that? I want you to just ask the Lord. I, I, I just want you to ask the Lord to cleanse you of that hurt. Would you just do that right now? Just whisper that. Lord, cleanse me of the hurt, the attitudes that have resulted in my hurts. Maybe the, the hurt wasn't even my fault. It produced things in me that I don't like. God, would you heal that right there? Cleanse that. Cleanse those attitudes. Let there be no guile in me, God. No issue, no struggle in my spirit. Now I want you to do another really tough thing for you. Just a minute, but we're, we're going somewhere. I want you to picture that thing that's on top of that list your greatest hurt I want you to I want you to picture your experience of being emotionally wounded in your mind I want you to picture that for a minute I know it's painful I know tears may roll down that face but I want you to picture that hurt the experience of that I want you to see that Now, I don't want us to stop there, and we're not going to stay there long because I've got good things for you in the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to do something. I want you to picture, this is very important, I want you to picture Jesus suffering on a cross. Suffering for you to be healed of your emotional hurt. Taking a, taking a nail through hands and through feet, pierced side, blood flowing out. Not so he can be fixed, but so you can be fixed. I want you to picture Jesus being wounded of your heart I'm doing this for you for you for you and I want you to picture him reaching down from a cross stretching out his hand towards you and grabbing your hand 
And now I want you to picture him lifting you out of your hurt. He has the power to do that because he's taken the pain of the hurt. And I want you to picture him lifting you out of your hurt. Come on, let him lift you. Let him lift you in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm lifting you out of that pain. I'm lifting you away from those words. I'm lifting you out of that emotional struggle. I'm lifting you out. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to lift your hands to him and an outstretched hand to him and grab hold of that hand. Would you do that? Just lift your hands to him. Grab hold of his hand. Would you do that? Grab hold of that hand right now and let him lift you. Let him lift you out of your junk. Let him lift you out of your misery. Let him lift you out of your hurt. Come on, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm redoing this message. This is one of the only series I've ever done this way. I did this series 13 years ago in 2007. And I've had so many people ask me to do this series again, and I never felt the release to do it. And about two months ago, I felt just a tugging to to make sure that I do this series and do it now. And I believe God's going to use it, speak to it. I had a, a police officer come up to me uh, when this service started. He was, got to listen to the first service. And he said, Pastor, what you just preached was so real. People are being so pulled and struggled in their, in their careers and from police officers to everyone. Man, everybody needs a recharging of the spirit. Well, no matter what profession, what you God is able to do it. Amen. Can you just give God a shout of praise? Can you do that? Just give God a shout of praise. He's the lifter. He's the lifter. He's the lifter of our soul. He's the lifter of our soul. Go home. Share this message on Facebook. I want some people to hear this outside of our four walls that God can do a work in their life. Amen. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. We poured our heart out to you today. And I know Jesus is doing a work in your life. God bless you.